0: Communities are built on trust and they're built on conversation. Realistically, they're built on, hey, we're all living in the same place. We all want the very best experience that we can have living in this place. So let's try to build that.
1: Hey there, I'm Emily Steele and I help local business owners turn their pie in the sky visions into amazing money making realities. After working with hundreds of local brands, I created this podcast to give local business owners even more tools to build a simply irresistible brand. I'm ready to be your personal point guard and assist you in all your business endeavors, one interview, episode, and idea at a time. Together, we'll tackle the topics that you need help with the most to make your brand a force to be reckoned with on all fronts. Through interviews with other awesome business owners and experts who are currently crushing it, to tip-focused episodes centered around need-to-know topics like social media and email marketing, we'll span the entrepreneurial horizon and provide you with the resources you need to take your brand straight to the top and then some. Let's do this. Well, hey, I'm Matt Niblock. Thanks for joining us on Local to Legend today.
0: Hey, Emily. Thanks for having me. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I was so excited to bring Matt on because Matt and I actually work together at a company called The Hummingbirds. You followed me or Love Local or anything we've created over the last couple of years. You probably have seen The Hummingbirds popping up on stories or your Facebook feed or maybe a friend's social media content. So we wanted to talk about The Hummingbirds and how it can be an amazing tool for local businesses and even larger corporate brands to partner with everyday local people, some of them being bloggers, influencers, um, just really amazing social media content creators, and how that really works to expand your visibility and traction as a company. So I brought Matt on because he's he's part of, the, part of the team and brings such a great perspective. And he has a lot of passion for like what's happening in the market and how influencer marketing can be such an attractive tool. So Matt, tell us a little bit about yourself before we dive all into Hummingbird stuff.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, it's it's great to be here. Um, My background is in digital technology, right? So I deal with digital technology constantly every single day, trying to make sure that it makes us more efficient, effective, and having better uh, experiences uh, for people uh, in those areas. And so Yeah, that's definitely what I bring to the team um, at Hummingbirds and something that I have huge passion about because when we build technology that doesn't have good experience, people don't like using it and then you're forced into it. And it just reminds me of some of the first technology experiences I ever had, which were not very good.
1: So let me rewind a little bit and tell people what Hummingbirds is if you're like, okay, (laughs) I'm interested in this episode, but tell me more. What is Hummingbirds? Because it's kind of a newer concept. to the marketing space. And so let's just rewind back to 2018. I remember sitting on my couch in my condo and I just started thinking to myself, I don't know exactly how it happened. But I was like, I understand influencer marketing, right? Like I follow bigger, bigger names on Instagram and some people I, I really admire. But when I think about the decisions I'm making every single day, like, you know, what new coffee shops to try, when a cocktail bar opens, when, you know, a new experience or event comes to town. I'm making decisions about trying those things based on what my peers, acquaintances or close friends are posting on social media or telling me about when I see them on a walk or for coffee or, you know, just like out in the yard. Maybe they're my neighbor. And what would it look like to bring people together who identify As people who like talking about the local experiences they're having, you know, they're tagging a brand they're trying on their stories, they're lifting up a local uh, boutique they love. And if we all came together and we mobilized messages on behalf of brands in the local market, what what could that be like? And so Whitney and I, if you, I don't know if I've even mentioned Whitney at this point, (laughs) Whitney is part of our team too. She was on episode one, so she kicked everything off. We didn't talk about hummingbirds then because we wanted to just focus on Whitney's story, but Whitney is part of the hummingbirds team. And in 2018, when we were chatting about this concept, we both realized that we were both making decisions this way. So we reached out to about 10 to 15 people in the Des Moines area and said, hey, If we started looking for local brands and experiences for you to try, would you be willing to talk about it on social media in exchange for a perk? And so they were like, yeah, that sounds fun. And so our first like unofficial client was Brittany, who owned One Sweet Kitchen, who is now on the team and kind of the marketing side of the hummingbirds. And she had these just gorgeous cookies that she created. And so she she made those for us. And then we had the hummingbirds, what we say take flight because we have a lot of nerdy hummingbird <laughs> phrases. And the hummingbirds talked about it all over social media. And the effect of that, that more people were visiting Brittany's Instagram, they were buying from her, experiencing her cookies. And uh, it was a really powerful experiment. And so we said, okay, let's build this community and start finding more local brands that we can help tap into this community we've built. And then Matt came along in, I think it was fall that year, because we realized the way to make this work was going to be building technology that supported it. So Matt, do you want to talk a little bit about what we've been able to create kind of in the beginning and the intention behind that?
0: Yeah. So the big problem that uh, we were trying to solve is that this didn't scale, right? We had, These events that were happening and there was no opportunity uh, for yourself and Whitney to spend time doing the things that you really wanted to do, which was continue to push the idea. The opportunity was there for you to just manage these things. (laughs) That's all you could Mm -hmm. do. And so we looked at that very quickly and we said a few uh, foundational things need to be there uh, right away. One being a bird management area. So uh, a way for a bird to come in and sign up. Uh, and I always use hummingbird and bird <laughs> kind of uh, yep. uh, interchangeably for the shorthand there and then an event management module as well. So birds can actually say, hey, do I enjoy this event? Would I want to do this? Am I interested in it? And then an ability for us to kind of manage it through that uh, that portal. So we got you know those things done, uh, really helped to uh, alleviate some of that that work uh, that was happening. And then uh, we got to get even more creative and thought, what else would our clients want? You know, and that's when we started integrating social networks. So we, you know, have uh, Facebook and Instagram integrated so that people can see, oh, I actually completed my post that I, you know, would do uh, as a part of that event. You know, there's even more cool stuff uh, to come next. So it's been kind of a fun journey of how do we just continuously solve problems uh, and make things more efficient through that use of, of the technology platform?
1: And there's like bigger influencer type of brands have this. But what we really have decided to differentiate ourselves with is this idea that we are in a local market. So the Des Moines hummingbirds at this point, we have about 250 people who have signed up, are active in our community, are willing to partner with brands and talk about it on social media So if we have a larger corporation coming to us or a small brand, they get access to a local market of people. So sometimes it's 10 hummingbirds talking about one local brand at the same time. Others, it's like, you know, 50 to 100 hummingbirds coming to one event and kind of posting all about it on social media in one night. You know, some people have decided to work with us month to month. So it's like a smaller number of hummingbirds kind of creating buzz from month to month to month to month. month. But what we've realized is so different and unique about this model is that we're really talking about a local market. So people talking about one experience with one brand kind of all at the same time, which is so powerful as we know, because we're so interconnected in local communities. So if I see Matt talking about something and I see my neighbor talking about the same thing, and I talk about, and I see like an old coworker talking about it, I'm like, what is going on with this? Like this pizza must be really good. (laughs) Or like, you know, it just, it, it piques your interest and you already trust these people. So I'd love to talk a little bit about that and the model.
0: Yeah. So it's kind of funny. I, one thing that really sticks in my head is a, a post that you did on social media that drove my purchase behavior. And that was one that you did about bartenders' handshake because that, you know, that's kind of in your neighborhood. And so I did not know that they had an ability to go and pick up uh, cocktails. Uh, and all of a sudden you posted on social media and I was actually downtown at the time and I was just about to head back out west. And I was like, huh, all right, I'll, I'll give that a try. Right. <laughs> and and I think that that's kind of the core of the the experience that people have on social is I just want to know that something exists. You know, I want to know that there's an offering of some kind happening around Des Moines. And until I know that, um, and if I know that from a trusted source in particular, I'm going to go, oh, interesting. Maybe this is something that I should try out.
1: It sways your decision for sure. I remember reading kind of as we were building this that of consumers say they trust word of mouth or recommendations from friends or family above all other forms of advertising. And obviously this is why influencer marketing is popular and on the rise. And it's becoming like a multi-billion dollar industry, but we're trying to bring it back to the local market and really create something magical here.
0: Right. Well, and, and just to jump into that as well, for all those you know marketing nerds out there, you know you really care about engagement and conversion, right? That's kind of the game. So um, when it comes to social, you know, it it doesn't take long to realize that oh, when somebody in my local community tells me about something on social or word of mouth too. I mean, hey, I had a great experience. Like I just it was talking to you about uh, bartender handshake and how cool that experience was. Then I didn't even know it existed. But if you look at those engagement rates and those conversion rates you're really seeing a trend that is really, really clear and very easy to understand. And that is that as your population of people that are followers or friends gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, your engagement rate and your conversion is going to go down. And And the opposite is true as well, right? As your population size goes down, your conversion rate and your engagement rates go up. And so We, I mean, very clearly we just said, well, let's, let's rebuild, you know, that population of, of followers that you see uh, from some of these, you know, very large influencers and let's do it with number one, many different voices, right? We want lots of different people telling the story, not just one person. And number two, do that in aggregate. Like let's get that conversion rate across, you know, maybe 10, 20, 50 people, um, not just one individual voice talking to one individual population. And, you know, that that's super powerful. And, you know, it it really does drive those purchase decisions. It
1: does. And I think the hardest part for us as a company is that we can't always track (laughs) the ROI of it in a really concrete way. And I think Whether we like it or not, people in marketing leadership positions are, that's the first question, right? Like what's the ROI of this and creating and understanding the ROI of trust is really hard. But when you work with local influencers and these hummingbirds, you get to borrow their trust that they have created with their audience. And so maybe if someone who sees something doesn't buy right away. Like Matt just went down to bartender's handshake and was like, I'm in, give me the cocktail. Right. Hey, but someone sees something, they save the post on Instagram and they're thinking, Oh, you know, in a couple months, you know, that's my mom's birthday. I think I want to get that. I really, or I'll ask, you know, Emily about this later. So we don't have a concrete, like click this link buy here. You know, we don't have a promo code we're putting in here because it's way more organic. It's more about elevating an experience, tagging that brand and piquing someone's interest enough to go check it out and hopefully buy, right? Or hopefully hop in into one of our DMs and ask us more questions. Or, you know, if they saw, like, hey, did you see Emily's post about the new store down in the East Village? And a conversation. We'll never know that happened, but we know it does happen. We know these are part of everyday conversations with our friends, right? Because You know, Matt and I hop on this call and it's like, what have you been up to? Like, how was your weekend? What are you doing this weekend? Those are the conversations we ask people. And most oftentimes it's us responding where we're going to eat or like family we're going to hang out with and what we're going to do, how we're going to spend our time. So is it hard to measure ROI? Yes, we can. We can measure follower counts. We can measure, you know, comments pretty soon. We won't be able to measure likes as that kind of decreases uh, or goes away from Instagram's platform. So it's just fascinating to dive into that.
0: So one thing on the community and then one thing on the technology, in particular, the, the algorithms. So on the community side, it's really a deeper understanding of how communities work that we're trying to to talk about. Right. Communities are built on trust. And they're built on conversation. Realistically, they're built on, hey, we're we're all living in the same place. We all want the very best experience that we can have living in this place. So let's try to build that. Right. And that is really the core of that hummingbirds offering is that the conversations happen both on social media and in real life. And people talk about their experiences. (laughs) That's what that's what we do all the time. And so, you know, when when I go to Barntown Brewing or I go to Exile or I go to Confluence or wherever and I'm just picking a bunch of breweries here, I'm going to tell people about it. I'm going to be like, I had this great new stout and you should go check it out. This is just the way that we as humans work and interact with one another. And then secondly, to the algorithms, everybody has been scrolling through their Facebook or Instagram And the top thing that is on their feed is something that already has 10, 15, 50 likes. It already has six, eight comments because that's the way that this whole thing works is once you get a like, it says, oh, this is a good post. It must be you know shown to other people. And so by having this community that says, yeah, we are going to support one another and support what we're trying to do when the hummingbirds post something, Everybody else is jumping in and going, oh, cool. And these are not just hummingbirds, obviously. The, their community is jumping in saying, great, thanks for sharing that. Uh, what did you think of it? Or um, I'm actually heading there on Tuesday or, you know, whatever. And it really creates that that organic, not processed reach that will then lead to your stuff being seen. And then uh, when it's seen, people can go, oh, I didn't know that exists.
1: Hey, Local to Legend listener, we'll get back to the show in just a minute. I wanted to take 15 seconds to share a free download we created just for you to help you build some momentum on Instagram as a local business owner. If you are finding it challenging to build an audience and generate sales on the gram, we've got eight super simple strategies anyone can implement no matter what type of local business you own or how many followers you have. Just head to www.illuminateonig.com to get access to this freebie. That's www.illuminateonig.com. All right, let's get back to the show. I know some people, a couple influencers, like bigger, bigger influencers I follow, if they post about something and I'm actually curious and DM them, I never hear back, like ever. And so I think what... I love about this community we've built is like these are every we're everyday people, right? Like we just we exist. We love we love our community and we're willing to actually have conversations with the people who live in our community as well to help support their buying decision. Right. Like when I just posted about this restaurant, I tried. People are like, what did you get? What do you recommend? And I actually responded. And I think that's something that's really missing in the bigger influencer sphere. And like, I feel for these large influencers who probably get like hundreds of DMs a day. That's probably very stressful <laughs> to manage. Most of our hummingbirds have like, you know, 500 to 3000 followers, somewhere in that range, sometimes a little lower, sometimes a little bit more. And so they're really accessible. We're just people who are committed to elevating the experiences we have and getting creative with our social posts and I love what one of our clients said this summer is she really was looking for the hummingbirds to help bring in a younger demographic. They've always had older people coming to their events and their experiences. And what she said was, you know, working with the hummingbirds was like it's like wildfire, like it was spread. You had no idea where the influence ended or where it began, but we felt it in the purchases And people coming to our events were like younger millennials. Like, of course, they were some hummingbirds, but like this is what we wanted and this is what this created. And we have no idea exactly who told who told who told who. But we're here for the results of it and the success of it, for sure.
0: Yeah, I think that um, it's been really eye opening to see the population of the hummingbirds and how much they are lovers of Des Moines or lovers of their local area. And also, they are just, I just want to experience something, right? So, you know, throw something out there. And I think a key differentiator really is that we are asking hummingbirds, are you interested in this, right? We're not, uh, as some, you know, large influencers, uh, I'm sure do go, yeah, I'm interested, but for how much, right? Mm -hmm. This is a, I'm interested there, you know, I, I want to try this out. And so it's not a, a pay to play scheme. It's a, I want to see Des Moines thrive and I want to experience some things. And we're just bringing those two things together.
1: I really was I thinking about this the other day, like we're contributing so much to the culture of this community, which, you know, if you have a really strong culture, like that supports a lot of different things. If we're talking about how amazing these is, soon enough, we're seeing more people from out of town visiting the East Village when they're scrolling Instagram and wondering what to do in Des Moines. We're helping people who are, you know, maybe potentially going to move to the area, see stuff on Instagram and be like, oh, wow, like this city does have a lot going on. We should definitely consider moving here. Like there's so much that's part of the kind of like economic impact and culture that like we're really, really excited about. And when we first started, it was really like, how do we tap into this kind of local market? We want to support local businesses. And that's still like a big piece of what we do, but we've recognized that there are also bigger brands and opportunities for them to kind of do this grassroots, like boots on the ground, everyday people talking about their products and their offerings as well. So it's been really interesting to see how even bigger brands are shifting to kind of this everyday person talking about them. They don't have to have 30,000 followers or 3 million, like real people in their real community, like talking about something they care about. Goes a long way.
0: Absolutely. Well, and and just generally, uh, when you look at influencer marketing, um, and you look at uh, the different models that are available, if I'm a little, uh, uh, you know, a, a mom and pop shop someplace in Des Moines, I don't have the funding typically to be able to deal with influencers that people know and and that you're thinking about. Like you, you don't have a half a million dollars to sink into some kind of a marketing campaign. That's just not the type of thing that we're talking about. And so making sure that our offerings are very streamlined through our digital platforms to ensure that they can be affordable is incredibly important to us so that we can support both uh, those uh, local, you know, boutiques, salons, pizza shops, breweries, you know, mm-hmm. fill in the blank with whatever you are. Um, and and also at the same time, we know that the model can work really well. For those uh, bigger brands, if you're doing a product launch or you're doing, you know, some kind of uh, brand awareness, you know, whatever, we can still do that. Of course, it's just that we're going to have to be more involved. And that is exactly the type of service that those types of places are asking for.
1: Yeah, it's been really neat to see the evolution of it. And, you know, it started as an experiment to say, you know, how would this go now having 250 hummingbirds and just a growing population, a growing list of clients just really carving a niche in the influencer marketing space. What I love about hummingbirds is anyone can sign up. Anyone can be a hummingbird. I think there's sometimes this belief that I, you know, I'm not an influencer, right? I mean, you want to talk a little bit about that, Matt? Because I know we've had, I mean, we've had many text conversations and in-person conversations about like influencer, right? Like it's a word that we've kind of shied away from. Like it's, Cause there's sometimes can feel so pretentious or like, what does it even mean? But let's, let's dive into that just a little bit too. So what influencer can anyone, why can anyone sign up to be a hummingbird?
0: Sure. Well, I mean, when it comes down to it, your, your voice matters, right? It, it does matter. And in some uh, people's circles like mine, I am not somebody that has thousands and thousands and thousands of followers. I have about, you know, 300, I think followers on, on Instagram. Guess what? All of those people know who I am. And they absolutely would love to hear about some new place that I went to. And if I liked it, you know, I think that that's just kind of the way it works. And whether you have some kind of uh, strategy around how you are dealing with your social media, like a few people do, a few, very, very few. Or if you don't at all, and you're like, I just want to enjoy life, live life, you know, check out things around my local community. We want both of those stories, right? Because they both matter. And so I think that when I think of the word influencer, it's often dragged into this business context, this all over the place, you know, usually negative connotations. And when I think about influence, I'm thinking about the conversations that I have with, you know, my brother and sister-in-law. About how we went to another restaurant or we went to a little hole in the wall place that nobody knows about. Right. And just thinking about how that is really the influence that, that we are always driving toward and thinking about and how anybody is welcome in this community. Like we, we are very open and we're transparent in that openness in that we are not directing our hummingbirds on exactly how to, you know, say things on their social media. It's in each person's authentic voice. Uh, that they delivered their content.
1: Yeah, that's one of my favorite parts too is like just watching people talk about and creating their their graphics, their images, like showing up and creating their own copy and content the way that best resonates with them. We give our hummingbirds the freedom. So when they experience the brand, you know, we say like, please post about it within, you know, we try to aim for the, uh, the next couple of days while the while it's a fresh experience to talk about. But how they do it is really up to them. So...
0: Well, then everybody's different. Like, I think that that's such an important thing to remember, both in the posting strategy that you were just talking about. I remember I saw a uh, person that posted a, a picture, Okay with one word below it. And to me, I was like, huh, I don't know. And the thing exploded, right? Because that's what their audience was expecting from them. And they absolutely love that. And I go, oh, looks like I don't know how to market to that person's market. They know their friend group. They know the people that are following them very well.
1: That's so cool. Anything else about hummingbirds you feel like we should we should tap into?
0: I would say if you're thinking about joining, do it. Mm-hmm. There's no cost to join. Come and check it out. And uh, we'll see if we can't create some uh, cool experiences uh, that you'll uh, like to take part in and talk about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. So if you're in the Des Moines area, I would love to chat with you about being a hummingbird or working with the hummingbirds, um, depending on who you are and what you do in the world. and. Uh, We just wanted to kind of create a conversation around the hummingbirds and what it means to work with content creators and get that user generated content for your brand so you can reach more people and become the legendary local business you want to be. So thanks again, Matt, for being a part of this interview today. And I'll catch you on another call sometime soon, I'm sure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sounds great, Emily. Thanks so much.
1: You just listened to the Local to Legend podcast. We share new episodes every week, so make sure to subscribe and visit www.localtolegendpodcast.com for the latest. Now, I've also created a free five-day Launch Your List mini course. Just visit www.love-local.co forward slash launch your list. It's totally free. And also, if you want to spread the love, you're welcome to share this episode on Instagram so other people can come and get this info too tag me at emily.steel and at love.local so I can get to know you more. All right, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.